AI right now is producing a lot of really short-term gains. But we, we've actually seen some of those short-term wins then come crashing down as Google updates things. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming the show Josh Peepmeyer. He's the founder and CEO of Merriweather Digital, where he helps e-commerce brands generate new revenue with SEO. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me, Chase. Excited to be part of it. Absolutely. Let's let's dive on in here. Uh, just right off the top, I guess, my first question for you, you know, like, is e-commerce like even a vertical where it's worth investing in SEO? Yeah, and, and that's a good question. Um, I get that question from a lot of brands, actually. And it's funny because I get that question even from ba- brands who have tried investing in SEO, right? So they sort of get to the same level. They get to the same place. They have Facebook going. They've sort of figured it out a little bit. They're, they've gotten to the point where they've sort of saturated it. They're getting that 2x ROAS, things like that, maybe a little bit less. And they're saying, okay, let's, let's diversify a little bit. And so they've tried SEO, um, maybe even you know, invested for a year or two and they're not seeing a lot of return in this. So they're, they're even getting to that same exact question of like, is it even worth it to keep going with this? And the problem is, and so the answer is yes, but there's a big caveat, right? And it's all about, it's worth it if you have a really narrowly sort of revenue focused strategy, right? And it's very easy to get off track with that. Um, and so one of the biggest pain points around this is is tracking, which we'll, we'll get into like attribution, seeing what actual kind of net new customers you're bringing in from, from SEO. And so if you have the right strategy, yes, but it's also very easy to waste a lot of money in this channel. So you just kind of got to be careful how you go about it. Like everything in e-commerce and, and consulting and you know anything strategic, it's like the answer is always, it depends. But you, you believe that SEO is a worthwhile avenue for the modern e-commerce brand. Yes. You know, in the vast majority of cases, yes. And in fact, in, in a lot of cases, it's almost irresponsible to get to that level of Facebook ad spend where you're like really crushing it. You're spending maybe, uh, you know, six figures a month on ad spend and then you're not doing invest, investing in SEO. You're not doing SEO. Um, it, if you look at kind of what happens with things like Google Trends, like Google Trends for, for mushroom coffee right now, for example, is off the charts, right? Like it's like the interest has peaked over the last few months. And um, that's all driven by Facebook ads, right? We see Everyday Dose, we see Rise, we see Mudwater, those guys all in Facebook sort of driving all of that interest, generating all that demand, that, that demand. And then they're not necessarily in the SERP when you type in mushroom coffee, it's other brands. So some of those other brands are actually capitalizing on the demand that's generated by somebody else. And so I've actually had customers do that, where they're sort of a small brand, sort of scrappy six figure, something like that. Um, you know, that's not my ideal client now, but like they, in the past, I've worked with these kinds of brands and they're like, look, mushroom coffee is hot. Let's take advantage of this and capture some of that existing demand that other people are driving for ourselves. And then they add six, seven figures of revenue just from SEO because somebody else is, is driving the ads. So yes, it works. And almost if you're doing Facebook ads and you're not doing SEO, it's kind of like you're filling a bucket and there's a big hole in the bottom. So you kind of got to do both. 
Absolutely. So what you're saying is when you're, you know, you're spending a lot, you got a large spend on there and it's working for you. It usually means it's a saturated market to where Facebook can be profitable because there's other people competing on that term, which means that there are then people probably searching for that term on Google. And if you're not coming up there, you're leaving money on the table. Exactly. Yep. You know, and there's there's a whole variety of, of, of things we can get into around how to do that, et cetera. But that's the basic idea. 100%. You got it. All right. Well, like walk me through, you know, baby steps here. I'm a brand, uh, you know, in the investment that we've made into SEO thus far is, you know, we've got, we feel proudly of our product pages and the extra content we put on there. Don't really do any blogging. It haven't really figured out how to make that make sense for our brand. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of just like, trying to put some cool stuff on the collection pages that speak a bit more to it. But like, we don't really have a strategy behind SEO. Uh, what should we do? Well, okay. So the first thing you kind of got to figure out is where you compare to other people in your space. Okay. And so uh, uh, one of the, the main things you got to look at is what does your backlink profile look like? Right. And when we talk about a backlink, just in very simple terms, it's like if another site links back to you, okay, that's called a backlink. And those kind of count as votes of authority in Google's eyes. So if you have a bunch of people voting to you saying, Hey, you have a really good product, then Google's going to trust you more and they're going to show up. Right. And so if you don't have any of those kinds of, of backlinks, then Google's not going to trust you. And so even if you put a bunch of put a bunch of content on your collections pages, nothing's going to happen, right? So a great tool for this is a tool called Ahrefs, okay, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. Uh, I have no affiliation with them. It's just sort of the core tool that I use. And you can just use a tool within there called Site Explorer. Look at, you know, maybe one of the top people that's ranking for your target terms. So like if you're selling, you know, uh, mushroom coffee, you can type, you know, enter the first five people that are ranking for that term and see how many backlinks they have and then compare that to your site, right? And so from there, that gives you a really good idea of how to start your campaign, right? Um, you know, and, and I'll pause there because we're already getting really into the weeds and we could turn this into a three-hour podcast if we wanted to, right? Um, but that's that's a good starting point to see, is your is your brand strong? And then you build your strategy from there. Okay. Questions. Let's pretend yeah, yeah. that I look at my backlink profile and it doesn't make me happy because this has never been a priority for my business. So am I screwed? No. Okay. And so this is where things get interesting. And so like, like based on the conversation up till now, kind of what you'd think is cool. I don't have backlinks. I'm going to go build a bunch. Right. Is that, that kind of is intuitively what you would think. I right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, like you do have to do some of that. However, the problem is in the, in most industries that the top people in your industry are already ahead on backlinks. They've been doing that game for, for years. They've been playing that game for years, right? That's kind of been the SEO game for like the last 10 years. That's what everybody's been doing. So if you want to play that game, you're going to have to spend a lot. And I'm talking about a single backlink is three to $500. Okay. And so if you want to build, you know, the top people ranking for any given term at any given time, maybe have a thousand backlinks pointing to their site. Like we're talking six figure investment, right? So, um, the new way, uh, that, that I kind of go about it, that we've seen success with our clients, um, is, is using content instead. And so that's where the blog comes in. Okay. And so there's this concept called topical authority. And, and now, I don't even really like that concept because in SEO circles, they sort of think that means that you just blog about whatever comes to mind on a certain topic, right? Like you just say, 
um, hey, I'm trying to rank for mushroom coffee. And so I'm going to blog about anything that comes to mind on that. But if you go into Ahrefs again and you look at, you, you plug in the top person that's ranking for, for that term. So you, you, you type mushroom coffee into Google. You see who's ranking number one. You pull that URL out and you put it in Ahrefs. They're going to give you a list of keywords that that page is ranking for. Some of those keywords are going to be ranking number one for, but there's going to be a bunch of different topics that it's ranking maybe position 15 for. Okay. And so then if you write content on all of those topics that it's not ranking that well for, you boost the topical authority of your page of that collections page, and you'll start to rank better for those shopping terms. Okay. So this all might sound kind of crazy on a, on a podcast, right? Or like on a call, like if you don't have it in front of you, but if you just go to Ahrefs and you, you plug in that URL, and then you just look at the keywords, it, you'll start to see very quickly that all of these content ideas are in front of you. And these are the keywords that Google is telling you, Hey, we think these are related to the topic you're trying to rank for. Okay, so I'll pause there again. Um, but but this concept of topical authority and sort of building, hey, you're the you're the go-to resource in your space is really really powerful, uh, you know. And so I think that's a really good strategy for a lot of especially challenger brands. Yeah, I think that um, something I would like to know, and this may be more of my consultant hat than like me pretending to be a brand owner on this call, but it's does SEO work better for certain types of e-commerce businesses say we've been we've been using the mushroom coffee example a lot now but uh it's a little bit harder i think to differentiate for like a lifestyle brand in a competitive niche like t-shirts you know and apparel versus uh something a little more uh specific like a mushroom coffee uh, you know what what are your thoughts on that yeah so so the strategy changes right and so when, you, when you're trying to rank for something a little bit more basic, like I, I don't know if basic is the right word, maybe commoditized isn't the right word either, but something that's just sort of simple, you know, like you look at a t-shirt and you either want it or you don't, except if maybe a true classic advertisement comes up on Facebook, right? And then they, they, they play some funny games, right? So then product selection becomes a much bigger differentiator. So you want to rank a collections page, well, it turns into who has the biggest collection of products? And then it becomes a little bit more about backlinks, right? Because like, look, if you go into a store and they only have one product, like let's say you were just going to go into your local clothes store and they only have one product on the shelf. Are you really going to go back there again? Are you going to like shop there? Would you? Like probably not, right? So then in that same, in that same case, like online, people with bigger product catalogs win more. Now, even then, I think you would be surprised at the opportunity with that topical authority angle, okay? Even things like where to buy the best t-shirts or best t-shirts for, you know, tall, skinny people or for broad shoulders or things like that. People are searching for all those terms, and so there's still opportunities. And so I, I think the, 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 the distinction on, hey, is, is SEO right for me isn't really about the product type as much as it is the demand, right? Like, are people even searching for your stuff? Have you generated demand in your space? Is there demand to be captured? All right. Uh, that all makes sense to me. Let's get a little bit more ahead. Of, let's get ahead of ourselves, right? So uh, how would I even know 
that uh, an investment that I'm making in SEO is working? That's actually, so that's a really good question. And quite frankly, we probably should have started there. Okay. Right. <laughs> because, because it's like, look, there's two parts to this, right? You want your collections page to rank or your product page to rank for whatever XYZ keyword. Um, but that's going to be a little bit more of a medium to long-term play. In the short to medium term, there's a lot of opportunities to sort of capture people who are exploring options at the bottom of, you know, at, at the bottom of the marketing funnel, right? To get marketing nerdy with it. So, so like, what um, what content is actually going to convert? People who are searching for, you know, like best best product for this or best product for that, that shows that they're trying to find something to purchase and they're ready to, to sort of um, actually buy. They have their wallet out, they're ready to go, right? And so I have a whole like list of, of topics that, uh, that, that I know convert. Um, and we'll get into the exact conversion models here in a second. And, and I'm happy to give that away to your listeners. Um, that's not the main thing. The main thing we'll talk about in terms of a giveaway is, is sort of the tracking thing, but I'll, I'll give away sort of the, the, the template. I have literally a, a blueprint of when I onboard a new strategist into my company, I say, look at this. This is the first thing you look at. These are the keywords that actually convert. And there's a whole list of blog topics in there, more informational topics that actually will convert people into customers. Okay. So again, we kind of got sidetracked a little bit. It's very easy on about, the like, show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, but, but does that answer the question? Well, so we kind of got to circle back to the question, right? But, okay. So the actual, let's, let's talk about reports in GA4. GA4 has made things a little bit more difficult. I've heard that, but yep. Yep. It, they, they, they took away or they hid some of the like specific page by page options that you have, right? Uh, CFOs, CMOs that I talked to, they hate this, right? But there's two reports you got to look at in, in GA4. One is the model comparison tool, which is now hidden under the reports uh, tab in GA4. So if you like pull out the little left-hand drawer on your screen and it says reports, you click that, go to model comparison, and then you set that up, um, that will show you, and, and you can actually filter by only show to only show organic traffic. That'll show you which specific pages on your site are converting um, traffic to actual sales. And then you can take that same URL that's converting and you can enter it into Search Console, okay? And then in Search Console, you can see which keywords it's ranking for. And so at using those two things combined together, you can say, okay, this page is converting, but all the traffic going to it is people searching for my brand name. So that isn't really attributed to my SEO efforts. That's attributed to an influencer campaign or Facebook, or we went viral on TikTok or whatever. And that happens all the time because most SEO people, they just look at sort of organic revenue as a whole. And they're like, woohoo, organic revenue is up this month. But that's just because they went viral on TikTok, right? So you want to look at NGA4, look at the model comparison tool. And then in Search Console, you can pull out which keywords those are, those are they're actually ranking for. And so the report that I'm going to talk about or that I'm going to give away takes reports from those both of those tools and combines them into one in a little dashboard. So you can see, okay, which of my pages is converting and are they converting brand or non-brand traffic all in one sort of page. Gotcha. And yeah, we'll talk about that uh, kind of in a little bit, but I, you know, I got a million questions for you. Uh, just go, do going down this kind of SEO rabbit hole. So um, 
you know, obviously, if we're if we're looking at reports, we have uh, a campaign going, right? That we know that's driving traffic. Like, how? What is the thought process behind creating an SEO campaign that's like profitable versus just clicks? It's almost the same argument versus like when you're doing Facebook ads, you don't want clicks, you want conversions, right? So, do you, can you do the same thing with SEO? Absolutely. So, you know, it kind of starts with it starts with from two angles, right? You just kind of have to identify topics that are going to be searched by people who are actually at the bottom of the buying funnel, like we talked about. Okay. And so just you have to optimize your entire campaign around those keywords. Okay. And so you want to you want to start ranking for those kinds of keywords from day one, right? And so essentially, as you target keywords that are what we call longer tail, right, which just mean more longer and, and more descriptive, they usually are easier to rank for, right? For example, if you want to rank for I don't know, in your case, like best Shopify design agency for migrations from Magento, right? Not that many agencies are probably even targeting that term. If you were just to type in design agency, a lot more agencies are interested in ranking for that, right? So that's going to be very competitive. So from day one, you kind of got to start ranking for some of those high intent, but longer tail and less competitive keywords you start to stack those up that simultaneously uh, starts generating some revenue early on. And then it also builds your topical authority, which helps you rank for some of the shorter tail, you know, design firm, uh, mushroom coffee type keywords later on. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So you want to start to snipe some of the easier ones. Exactly. And then when you start to rank for those, you'll get more clout to then start to maybe mer- like get into the territory, get on the page for these more uh, difficult ones. Exactly. And you're going to get, all, you can generate whole lists of keywords that are, you know, like, especially if you use this template, like you can, you can create a list of 500 keywords that you could target that are relatively long tail and not too difficult depending on your industry. And so then that's when you use the, you, you sort of use that, process of typing in of analyzing the keywords of the pages that are already ranking like we talked about earlier hey you take you take the url you plug it into hrefs you look at the keywords if you combine those two approaches that gives you a really nice distinct set of keywords that can really start off your seo campaign on the right foot and will will be competitive and generate real revenue from day one, like new people, new customers, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen um, that like meme on Reddit where it's like, someone's like, all right, well, first you're going to draw the eye and then you're going to draw the other eye and then you draw the whole owl, right? (laughs) That's how I feel like talking about SEO is like the concepts are pretty straightforward. You're either going to get a backlink, you're going to have good content. But yes, from there, it gets a little crazy. So I, I and you you talked about ideating on these specific long tail search terms, and I'm assuming this mm-hmm. is like the, what you guys do all the time for your clients. Um, how do how the heck do I even get started there? What do I do? So I mean, you can take you can t- literally take the the blueprint that I'm, I'm I'll give you guys, and then just use that as a starting point. So I literally it'll say it'll say in the blueprint it'll say okay best X for Y, and it'll explain what that means, and so then. You can literally just go into Ahrefs. So, so basically, Ahrefs as a tool is your starting point. They have something called a Keywords Explorer. In there, you just have to enter essentially the thing that you want to rank for. What is What are you selling? 
design services, web design services, web design agency, just like in very simple terms, what do, what do you even sell? Throw that in Ahrefs and it'll give you a bunch of keyword ideas. And that's the start. That's where like you just get a list and you can literally say, okay, type each of the keywords that you want to rank for into Google, see what kinds of pages are ranking, okay? And then optimize the same page on your website around that. So for example, if you were to type in web design agency and a bunch of people's home pages are ranking, then you know that you need to optimize your home page around that. If it's a bunch of blog articles that are ranking right now, you know that you got to write a blog article. So what's already in the SERP is your guide. So like literally you just take a keyword, plug it into Ahrefs. Okay. It's going to give you a whole list of these topics. You can prioritize them like we talked about earlier. And then you just got to look at the SERP and see what's ranking and then try to mimic those people. I will say that one other tool that works really well here is something called Surfer SEO. Again, I have no affiliation with them. They literally will tell you exactly what words to include on your page to optimize it for SEO. So like you say, hey, I want to rank for web design agency. You plug web design agency into Surfer SEO and it'll say, cool, beep up. To optimize for this term, you have to have these 12 other terms on your page this many times, and you just got to do it. So then it's just following instructions, color by number, you know? That's amazing. And and obviously, it gets a little more interesting when you're doing it on like uh, a product page or a collection page for e-commerce versus, uh, uh, you know, you have a lot more freedom with writing a blog article. Um, right. True. Now, obviously, we have to talk about it, like AI, like, can I just throw this in the chat GPT and edit it and call it a day? Or like, is it more like, you know, how much work do I have to do here? How much human involvement has to be there? I'm a founder. I'm busy. I'm already wearing a dozen hats. Yes. Okay. So that's a, that's a really good um, point. Now, AI is, we're, we're at this really interesting place right now where AI right now is producing a lot of really short-term gains. But we, we've actually seen some of those short-term wins then come crashing down as Google updates things. And right, so like this is not like fear-mongering some future state of you use AI now and then you're going to get hit later. It's like people have used AI and then they were hit. Yeah, and chat like, GPT has been out for over a year. People have produced hundreds 100%. of thousands, maybe millions of articles using it already. 100%. And so honestly, having... Um, so, so there's two points here. Having a unique perspective is actually more valuable now than it ever was because Google really doesn't know what great content even is. Like they, they like to say that they do, but they just have to measure it based on like interaction factors, right? Like they just got to say, cool, this person's stuck on the page for a while. They clicked on this page and then they didn't go anywhere else, right? So then it must have fulfilled their need, blah, blah, blah. So like just getting that actual engagement on your, your site is, is super important. The second part about this is that now creating content at scale, like mediocre content at scale is essentially a commodity, right? Like everybody can do it. There's no, it's just literally press button content comes out the other side, right? And so it's no longer even about like who can create the most content. It's about how do you put the content together in a cohesive way that sort of shows you're the authority, right? Like, like if you go down to your local coffee shop do you expect them, like the barista there, to have an encyclopedic knowledge about every single coffee ever? Probably not, right? But like you expect them to have a really nicely curated selection of gourmet coffees and they've tried all of them and they have an opinion on all of them and they can tell you 
the flavor profile and it has hazelnut and all this other stuff, right? So what does that look like on a website, right? So I'd say like an actual, like if we want to bring this back to real world, publish once a, once a week at a minimum up to twice a week. If you, if you have like a content person on your team or something like that, when I say publish, I mean either a blog post or optimize an existing page on your site, do that once a week. And you're going to be in a very, very good spot. Like if, if I had a client that came to me and that said, Hey, we've done this, but we aren't seeing the exact results that we want. By the way, that's happened. It's very easy for me to get results for them. Then, then it turns into a question of, do you hire an SEO agency for two years or for a year to get your results? Or do you hire them as a consultant for two months and then all of a sudden you're getting results, right? So, and by the way, if anybody in your audience actually does this, where they go publish once a week for you know six months or a year and they don't get results and they come to me, I'll, like, I'll help them for free. I'm serious because nobody actually has, has like the dedication to follow through. And that's the main thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and you talked about you were going to share uh, this keyword planner. It, it, was that kind of co- the correct term there? So I'm kind of freestyling here a little bit, yeah, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> the, uh, there's two things I'm going to share. So the original, the original thing I'm going to share is like that attribution report. Okay. And that you can find at, you know, trafficLighttracking.com. included with that. Now as a little bonus additional thing I'm throwing in just on the show today is uh, a template that, that explains like the top 10 most profitable types of content you should be creating for your your website, okay? And literally a breakdown of exactly what each of them are and how to find them for your brand. That's awesome. And and uh, you said trafficLightTracking.com. I'm uh, we're going to link to it in the show notes for the people. Uh, but just traffic light, you know, like a stoplight out there, you know. Yeah, it, it'll actually break down like okay, this URL is is mostly bringing in brand revenue. That's going to that's going to be a red because it's not bringing in net new revenue. Green is any URL that's bringing in revenue and conversions and is 75% or more non-brand traffic. So that's why it's called traffic light because you're literally going to see a report in front of you. Green is good, red is bad, and you're off to the races. Yeah, you see, you're making it simple for people like me that we just, we just ask questions and pretend to be smart. Uh, Josh, I can't tell you uh, how thankful I am for you coming on the show. You, you held nothing back, really. Um, if someone was listening to this and... They're curious to learn more, not only about the the free offer, uh, and that stuff is just free. I'm sure you put your email and you get it. You know, there's no paywall or anything. Uh, exactly. But if they want to take it a step further, and they're like, "Look, we've been we tried SEO and we just can't figure it out," and you seem to know what you're talking about, what should they do? Uh, search for Merriweather SEO. You can literally spell that anyway. As long as you put SEO at the end, uh, Merriweather.digital will come up. Awesome. And we'll obviously link to that the correct way in the show notes. Josh, thank you so much for coming on today. 100%. Yeah, thanks, Chase. Appreciate it. It was fun. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.